to Creators Call podcast, where we explore technology and how it's used for education. I'm your host, John Lazar, and today we're joined by Allison Vicenzi of 3Doodler. So how are you doing today, Allison? Hi, I'm doing pretty well from sunny New York City. Very nice. And we're from New York City on this end as well. So first of all, what is 3Doodler? 3Doodler is the world's first 3D printing pen, and it is a device that melts plastic and allows you to draw objects. So how does it compare to a regular 3D printer? It uses a very similar technology to a regular or a desktop FDM 3D printer, but it's handheld and it doesn't require any sort of design software. So instead of designing files in a computer, you're using your brain and your hands to bring objects to life. So then what inspired the creation of this as opposed to using, say, a MakerBot or one of those printers? It's kind of a funny story, as it usually is. So actually, our two of our co-founders, Max and Pete, were using desktop 3D printers in their prototyping process. They are inventors, and they were working on a couple different products. And basically, what, hap what was happening was the 3D printer would oftentimes skip a line here or there. Um, and anyone who's familiar with 3D printing, especially at the desktop, you know, size and price, that tends to be a pretty frequent occurrence and a problem really because you're spending a lot of time and effort on designing a file and um, and then when you expect the printer to, to turn it out as, as you designed it, there could be a variety of different reasons where the printer fails and you lose not only the time that had gone into that build, but you lose the materials and uh, there's a lot of added frustration. So this had happened to them and they basically said, why can't we just have something to fill in the gaps here? And basically the three doodler was built that day. They took the printer head off and that became their first prototype. They etched three doodler on the side and felt tip pen and um, they really started building it out from there. So it was really to initially to fix mistakes for regular 3D printers that the 3 doodler was born. And of course, it's grown to become so much more. Yeah, I mean, I met the founders at CE Week uh, last week and was really intrigued by it when I got to see it in person and actually purchased one and have been playing with it for the last week. So as somebody who has 3D printing experience, I think it's a great tool for prototyping and kind of creating in a way that, you know, it's just like drawing with a pen or pencil, but let you go 3D. And I have yet to use it to fix a 3D print, but I didn't even realize that they had that in mind originally. Um, so how did you get involved with the 3Doodler? The so I have known about 3Doodler since they launched on Kickstarter a few years back. Um, I was already involved in the 3D printing space. I sort of have a background just following and and have always been interested in this idea of the maker movement even before I realized that's what it was called and I've always liked building things with my hands and testing out new tools and pro to you know take on my own objects this was always a side interest but then um, in 2013 I was looking for new jobs and I wanted to join a tech startup and that led me to MakerBot actually so I, I got into this industry by working in business development for MakerBot and worked there for a few years, but then over time had met the three doodler team and had started talking to them and um, made the leap at the end of last year and joined them full time. So what do you do with three doodler? 
So I'm head of education for 3Doodler, and what's been so great over the past year or so um, is that schools were finding out about the 3Doodler, I mean, even as early as the first Kickstarter, but especially more so in the past year, finding the 3Doodler on their own and figuring out ways to incorporate it into their lessons or programs and um, what I'm on board to do is to help make that experience even better for educators. So what do we need to do from our perspective to make sure they're getting the most out of the three doodler in their classes? Um, have a lot of schools adopted the three doodler at this point? Yes, we're excited. Over a thousand schools have implemented three doodler in a variety of different ways. So, and we keep hearing about more use cases every day. So it's been, um, it's been great. And I think again, pretty unexpected from when they were first coming up with this idea of fixing prints to now becoming one of the fastest growing creative tools in classrooms is is definitely not something that anyone saw coming, at least not as quickly as it has been. Oh, cool. So how are the schools using them? Yeah, so the educational applications are, like I was saying, way more versatile than I, than I expected. And I came from 3D printing, so I thought I had seen a lot of it. So I know that 3D printers and Three doodler pens and a lot of other maker tools are used in maker spaces in schools, which is a growing trend. Um, but I was so excited and surprised to hear about some of the other interesting use cases for three doodlers. So, for example, um, teachers will take the, I guess. I'm trying to think about how to go about phrasing this. There's a, a couple different ways about it. So on the one hand, a teacher can use the three doodler to create their own visual aids or teaching devices. So instead of buying expensive or outdated objects, um, they could instead doodle their own and, and use it for a specific custom application for their classroom. So I'm gonna give like a really specific example here, but for um, those who are teaching the blind or visually impaired, they oftentimes use expensive swell paper or other sorts of materials. And now they're able to actually let the students use what they do there or create their own visual aids um, using much like regular paper, but then the three doodler to add on to it. So that's like a, a very specific use case, but um, things like that are coming about. But then on the other hand, and the other movement I see is allowing students to use the three doodler as a, as a tool to create whatever they want for their projects. So giving sort of more open ended uses and um, it's a prototyping tool. It's a, a tool that they're using in a variety of different STEAM lessons to, again, take that idea that's in their head and, and come up with a, a tangible physical object to showcase uh, what they have in mind or what they want to build. And then maybe that goes on to become a fully 3D modeled project and then 3D printed, or maybe it just is enough to, to sketch it out on the 3Doodler. Um, so that's another way. So it's kind of like these two buckets of one is visual teaching aids and the other would be uh, student student done projects and they're both exciting um and there's way more in between that the way more ways in between that the three doodler has been used but um the, those are sort of like the most popular ones that i can think of and again they cross over a variety of different subject matters in that regard so it's very spread out in the usage um yeah it tends to be more the um I would say it's more dependent upon the teacher and, and, and what their goals are and what outcomes they're trying to achieve and how the three doodler fits into their program as opposed to here's 
the three doodler and here's how you use it in your class. Like there's not just one way to go about it. So that's what's been cool is, is finding those educators who are coming up with ways that we can't even think of. That's cool. So does three doodler work with any of them to build a curriculum or do the teachers kind of come up with it on their own? Uh, we have worked with dozens of schools in the past year to come up with different types of curriculum and anything from a 23 week long course to bite-sized workshops that are meant to be done within one to two hours um, and everything far and wide in between uh, we've come up with with educators so we let them take the lead but we'll help give advice from the three doodler standpoint how to get started how to use it how could it you get the most out of using it during the classroom. But we found some really great educators who have the ideas and are able to come up with their own curriculum and match it to their standards. And then we in turn share those pieces of content on our website for free for any other teacher to download and use and adapt and modify, of course, because each school has its own different um, standards to achieve and, and goals. So it's not meant to be a recipe, but it's meant to spark ideas and, and to get people started and moving in the right direction. And then they can in turn create their own content based off that. Okay. And because um, plastic has to be melted very hot at like 220 degrees, are there ever any issues with giving students uh, these pens that are very hot at the tip? Do the teachers ever have problems with that? That's a great question, and that's one we get very frequently. We, The way we explain this is it's about as hot as a glue gun. So many schools are already familiar with using glue guns or even more advanced tools like soldering irons. And they're coming up with practices where you have to get, say, certified, like a student has to be certified, meaning trained before using it, or they're highly monitoring how the students are using it. But it's really not any different than some of these other tools that have been in classrooms for years. Uh, so that's the that's one answer. But then the other more exciting answer, I think, is for the younger grades where they are more concerned about safety measures. We have recently announced the three doodler start and that's our kids pen. So it's designed for kids ages eight and up. Um, no adult supervision required in that case. And it has no hot parts. So it uses a special plastic that we developed over the past few years, uh, melts at a much lower temperature and um, the plastic's also non-toxic, it's eco-friendly, so students are able to get the same learning outcomes and learn about um, 3D printing and 3 doodling, but they don't have to, so it's the same uh, method, right? It's still melting plastic, but because it uses a much lower temperature, there's a lot less um, concerns around safety or, or burning themselves. Not that that's ever really been an issue, like I was saying, but for the younger students, it's great to have more measures in place, of course. Yeah, I mean, it's not hot enough to really burn, but you don't really want to give it to younger children, but you want to let them have the experience of 3D printing and creating in the 3D space. Exactly. Just, so it's a it's a simpler version of the of the regular 3D or create. And um, we're so excited. So this has just started shipping and schools are already like have been asked they've basically been requesting this since they first heard about the three doodlers so i think a lot of people are excited to have this finally out there uh, so you're finding the adoption rates although the product is new to be as uh high for the for the new for the new product as a as the old one yep so it's it definitely hits a different market right so for the elementary school students the three doodler starts perfect for the older students say middle school and up um all the way through university they 
they want to use different types of materials. They want to use different temperature settings. So the three D they create is is great for that. So it's definitely hitting two different, um, I guess, segments, and it, it quite nicely aligns, I think, with the way schools are set up in terms of elementary, middle, and high school and university. And is there anything that you've seen kids create in the schools that have really surprised you? Anything kids create, you said? Yeah. Oh, um, oh my gosh, yes, where do I start? I mean, <laughs> I think that's what's so crazy is each kid's creation is different. So you could show me a classroom of 30 kids and they all got the same prompt or same design challenge to solve and each solution is entirely different. And that to me does not get old. I mean, it's just like cool on forever. I actually have to like batch the time of when I go through um, emails or pictures or tweets to see what's going on because I feel like I could get lost in that rabbit hole pretty quickly. Um, but yeah, I don't, I mean, students, something that always, always grabs my attention in addition to what I was just saying, I mean, every single project as a baseline already does, but things where I see students designing and creating projects uh, with a 3 doodler to help other students has been probably one of the most fulfilling use cases. So for example, like I was bringing up the the visually impaired example, um, there was a student who designed and created a braille keyboard um, for other students in his area. So he, it uses an iPad or an iPhone and plugs in and they're now able to feel and press on you know, the right keys. And that was a student designed and created project. So things like that just get me because it's, it's, it's showing that the students are not only trying to take matters in their own hands and create um, solutions to problems, but they're also doing that not only for themselves, but also for their other students in their in their school and in their district. So I love projects like that. Um, but even just seeing a student that created something to say thank you to his or her teacher for allowing them to have um, a makerspace or a class that involves making, I think is also really special because I do think those teachers deserve a huge thanks because they're they're really putting themselves out there in terms of bringing a new technology into schools. Oh, that's great. Because, yeah, I mean, the thing that I'm finding uh, as I work with it is the learning curve is very simple compared to a lot of technologies I work with. The fact that I know how to use a pencil so I can literally draw, and then if I want to create it in 3D, I can just move the pen in that space. And, like, do kids just instantly get it? Or, you know, is it like the teachers need to sit with them a little bit? Or is it something, like, that's easily grasped by everybody? Well, I probably can't make a general statement that to, to say how everybody takes it because we don't obviously have all that data, but um, it's definitely much easier than some of these other tools. Like you were saying, I mean, there's no software to get used to. There's um, really, you're only limited by taking what's in your brain and breaking it down into the pieces that, that need to be created in order to make that real. So in that, you're learning a lot about um, sort of computational thinking and and breaking down complex objects into simpler pieces. Um, so that's a learning experience in and of itself, whether or not that was the intended use case in the classroom. But um, other than that, I do think students are, are, I mean, as with any tech, I think students are excited to get started and they don't necessarily want to be told what to do or how to use it. They just want to pick it up and start playing. So um, that's been exciting and I think that it's definitely a learning curve for the teachers to be able to be okay with that because um, that's 
a shift from the past model that's always been in schools, you know, where they're, say, like a, becoming more of a guide on the side instead of just a sage on the stage is a phrase that I've heard used <laughs> at conferences before that it stuck with me. I love that. Um, but I think that when they see the excitement and they see the progress coming from these students, and this goes for parents and for teachers, um, they are they're much more okay with like being hands off and letting the students just figure it out for themselves. And then of course, if any student does get stuck, um, I've sat in on workshops and it's been fun to watch them troubleshoot with each other. So for example, some teachers will have rules in place where you can't come to me with your problems until you've at least asked three or four of your classmates. And then if they're getting stuck or, or they can't figure out how to get, you know, get the pen to work the way they intended it to work, um, they'll, they'll turn to their group members or peers and they'll troubleshoot together, which is really fun. And then they'll only go to the teacher if it's an absolute emergency. <laughs> um, so things like that are happening. And I think that that helps, helps those who are more comfortable and more intuitive, um, help those who have a harder time with, with any type of technology um, and figuring it out. But I think not having to worry about design software and being able to just I mean, people already think in 3D, so being able to just create the way that they thought it, they're thinking is it removes a lot of those barriers to creation. So that's that's probably why I was most excited about the 3D there and why I want to join. So where do you see this technology going, like in the future, just the technology and the education use and all of that? Yeah, of course. So um, I mean, the biggest leap since launching was definitely coming out with the kids version of the pen the three doodlers start so that in and of itself has been a monumental change just within the past few months but uh we do have like the next three to five years figured out in terms of the product pipeline and that's after taking away all the ideas that we don't really see being viable at this time so you can imagine all the different types of use cases and materials and things that you could do with a 3D printing pen. So we've definitely put all those on the table, but the uh, the team's pretty good at focusing as to what's most important for um, for the consumer audience, you know, and what they're looking to do and how to make things easier for them. So I think you can expect 3 Doodler to go deeper in all the various markets that it's already in, sort of making devices for particular audiences and skill sets, but then also increasing their breadth uh, horizontally so by adding to the ecosystem and just trying to make it easier for users to have everything they need to be able to create um, and then I don't know what else for the future so um, I, I think so it'll get smaller and faster prices will fall but what's really more exciting is is probably um, just expanding on what the devices themselves can do so the first step is just getting people to know about them and, and know what they can do currently. But then beyond that, I think the use cases will just continue to, to advance. Um, like I was saying with the kids plastic, um, that's a, a newly designed plastic in-house. And um, so like the, the average user would just think, okay, that's plastic. We're used to having plastic in a 3D printer or a 3D printing pen, but really it's been that itself has been a quantum leap in terms of material developments and um, creating sustainable materials. So having an eco-plastic that is biodegradable, compostable, that's a huge leap. And that's not something that existed prior to the 3 Doodler start coming out this year. So I think things like that are exciting and will continue to improve. And then on the education side of things, um, I just see once these have been out in schools, um, 
for a bit longer, I, I just see the playing field being leveled. So students will begin learning how to use the 3 doodler at, at a young age and then taking those skills and building upon them year after year and just getting more advanced with the skill set. So it'll get to the point where um, they'll be using 3 doodler pens as intuitively as they use like a pair of scissors or even a computer right now. Um, and I think that's a testament to how versatile the tool has become in terms of the use cases that teachers are finding, like I was saying, that, that we didn't even think of. So um, in, that, in that space, I just think that the 3 doodler is going to become more of a tool in the tool set of any classroom. And whether it's art or math, science and engineering, um, the students are going to be the ones who just see this as like a very commonplace thing for them because they grew up with it. And um, and it'll just be easier for them to get started and to use it. So I think for us, for the future, we would love to see a 3Doodler in every classroom. Um, I can put a timeline on it, I'll say within the next five years, it'd be great. Um, just because I think that it's, the students are only limited by their imagination. So if they have the right tools in place, and that's, um, you know, a 3Doodler can be one of those tools. There's obviously a variety of other, other tools that are making 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 even easier um, and I think using them all together and and figuring out the different applications for each and and just getting more comfortable and confident with the idea of creating things um, I think that's the exciting space to watch for the future and I think it's happening faster than any of us are realizing oh I believe it technology is just moving at an exponential pace now and kids just pick it up instantly and to them it's just part of their lives so it's easy to see where it's coming from in that way. Um, I work with occasionally with kids, and I can't wait to put this in front of them and see what they do with it. Oh, I can't wait to hear either. <laughs> You'll have to tell me and show me pictures, and I'll I'll schedule my time to review it to not to not lose focus. But I I just love seeing stuff like that, and that just reminds me constantly of, of why I chose to be here, you know. And it keeps me motivated to keep going. So, well, I'll definitely make sure to let you see whatever the kids do. So where can people find out more about the Three Doodler pens? Sure. So we have a website, uh, the3doodler.com. And if you type that in, you'll find everything you need to know about the pens and about projects and stencils to get started and videos. Um, we have a really wide-ranging community of creators. So we like to showcase their designs and in photos as much as possible. Uh, we also have an EDU specific site. So if you're buying for a school, we offer special discounts and bundles. Um, and that would be, you can find it through the main site, but it's also just the 3 doodlercom slash EDU. And then uh, we're very active on social media. We do a lot of challenges and competitions to get people, um, like I was saying, in the community excited and give them prompts and give prizes out. So definitely look out for those on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Um, on those, we're at 3Doodler. All right, excellent. Well, thank you, Allison Vicenzi, for joining me today. To comment on this episode or listen to other episodes of The Creator's Call, please visit thecreatorscall.com or find us in iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite podcatcher. Thanks. Awesome. Thank you for having me.